Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, you guys? Welcome to Fightful. It is October 16, 2023. Sean Ross Sapp here. We're joined by Denise Salcedo. Here for your Fightful post-WWE Raw review. Lots of stuff to talk about. Like, just, just a whole lot to get into. Uh, of course, leave a thumbs up on this video. Please subscribe. Tap the bell for notifications. I did an interview with CJ Perry that is up here today. Uh, the Wrestling Perspective has an interview with Billy Corgan up tomorrow. Make sure you guys check all that out. But also, if you want to get your question or statement read on the air, donate a super chat here at youtube.com slash Fightful or a Humper Chat over at humperchats.com. We are very largely publicly funded, so we greatly appreciate that. As we do for you subscribing to FightfulSelect.com. Now, uh, man, we've got so much going on over there. Right now, Alex and maybe Kate have their own review going on. Dozens of podcasts a month. I know some people will be like, well, what can you get there that won't get out? Well, Q&As, all kinds of stuff. We eat leather over there, Denise. We do all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, you know, eating leather, that's your thing. So That is my thing. We had a big story on FightfulSelect.com last week, Denise, that rattled some cages, upset some people about CM Punk. We had incredible detail on Vince McMahon, which this was something you and I had talked about weeks ago, and then it just came out last week. Oh, yeah, Vince is out of creative. Well, no surprise to to myself and Denise, who were talking about this a few weeks ago, but we had news on the Grizzled Young Vets and their free agency, a bunch of news on MLW. They had a tombstone with my name on it at the MLW show, Denise. <laughs> That wasn't nice. <laughs> I don't oh, appreciate that. We had we had news uh, on Did Alberto Del Rio. Did we had news on case? Alberto Del Rio. I'm going to pull a Denise. Uh, Del Rio claimed that WWE wanted him back at one point, and a higher up sent me a text, told me to post it, and said, no fucking chance. So uh, that was a thing that happened. AEW Fight Forever news, news on Randy Orton's return, news on Nick Aldis's contract. Uh, Ray Phoenix's visa issues. We reported that War Games is coming back this year. Backstage reactions on Tony Khan's uh, tweets and the like. And we shut down a very weird Velveteen Dream rumor, which he later uh, shut down himself. Had a lot of stuff going on last week, Denise, but you and I haven't talked since the CM Punk report that I dropped. Yeah, we talk once a week, so yeah. that's def- So we, we catch up every Monday. 
And yes. man, I'm 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 I wanted to think that there was a chance that we were going to see CM Punk in WWE. Uh, I know a bunch of people were asking us here our percentages and how we felt. Yeah. And my percentage was a lot higher than yours because I really kind of had this hope because I personally feel like when he came into AEW, it really was this thing of, oh my God, I cannot believe this happened, right? And then the one time we got to see him when he went to uh, to WWE and he was shown in the parking lot with Tamina and all of that, I remember thinking like, oh my God, I started to feel that anything you thought was never going to happen again in wrestling, all of a sudden started to feel possible, right? You're seeing people, you're seeing big things happen in pro wrestling. So you start thinking, oh yeah, anything's going to happen, right? For example, you see Brian go to AEW, you see Edge come back, like all of the little things like this, CM Punk coming back to wrestling when he said never say never so many times. And so I guess like part of me kind of had hopes that there would be a possibility. And I think the reason for that is, is that as a CM Punk fan, you don't want to feel like his legacy or his reputation has been completely tarnished. And right now with nobody sort of wanting to like work with him or whatever, it kind of feels that way. And I know that I'm sure there's fans out there that are kind of like, damn, we didn't want to see things end the way that they are at least right now. This is the end. You don't want to see it this way. So for those of you who aren't smartened up to it, basically last Tuesday, I got a call from a higher up in WWE. I've spoken about this at length across multiple shows, including on select, but that person told me we expected to be asked about this at fast lane and nobody did. They were busy asking about other stuff. Uh, so it was going to get shut down at fast lane by triple H and as of, and I want to make this very clear as of Tuesday, October 10th, WWE's claim internally was not only was CM Punk not signed, that they have not been engaged in talks. They were not negotiating. Now, if you want to hold on to some hope, there are a couple ways to look at that. One, CM Punk said, oh, in two months, I'll be as free as a bird. Well, we're not through that period yet. To counter that, however, and I will drop the names of these people to Denise, uh, there were certain talent that asked, is he coming back? And they were outright told no, in no uncertain terms. Uh, Denise, you see those names. Those are not talent that WDB would risk lying to. Would I be right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. They're not going to lie to these people. They would keep those people abreast of such situations. And um, that's that's the big one for me. A lot of people were like, oh, okay. That's wild. Like that one's like that. That's what made me go, okay, this really isn't happening. And there are a lot of other supplemental things like about how punk, I don't want to say punk attempted to communicate, but people that know punk, how they communicated with people in WWE that caused me to go, okay, there haven't really been talks or anything like that. Now I know that there are some people that are going to say, well, why wouldn't they just lie to you? Well, that's not really the relationship of, wwe in that capacity and media like there isn't a situation where it really benefits wwe to outright lie to media because then they alienate media and not just them but several others as well there's not a long-term benefit to that like what happens the next time they ask us to to put out a ticket release blast well go fuck yourself i ain't doing that <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen like it. that's just not the way that this works and i know for a lot of people they think oh they must be trying to 
to work, you guys. That's just not really how it works. We have professional relationships with these companies, with uh, PR management, with higher-ups and the like. Uh, now, there are plenty of times they won't tell us things, and this would be one of those things that they simply don't. So if something happens in, like, early November, and all of a sudden CM Punk and WB are in talks, and I ask, I bet you they would not tell me that. But they also wouldn't outright say, no, we're not. No, we're not. A whole lot there. And again, please check my, my pinned tweet. It says, WDB feels like if they want him, they can have him. As of last week, their official stance within the company was not happening. That can always change. Which that within itself is pretty huge news too, because yeah. you could have imagined that there was a point where that was definitely not a thing. I remember, you know, when Fox said that they were trying to get CM Punk and, and trying to get him on WWE and WWE basically shut that down and said no. Yeah. Now, they're, they're, one of the things I did bring up to that higher up was because they specifically said to me, we don't want fans having unrealistic expectations for Survivor Series. And I said, wait, y'all been making references nonstop on the show. And I had one person say, well, this one was an accident for sure beforehand. And that person would know. Well, you'll notice that since then, outside of Nakamura doing the GTS tonight, you weren't really seeing those on SmackDown or NXT or the like. Even though you got people like this saying, Reigns using the John Boy line on SmackDown, the same verbiage used for... Come on. I saw people saying that LA Knight in the sunglasses with Reigns' reflection is, look in my eyes, what do you see? Someone said that? Yes! It got a lot no. of retweets. It was very, very ridiculous. No! Very ridiculous. I can't but. believe it. I feel like there are some things where I'm like, okay, I can see your point, but then there's things like that. Then they kind of just ruin it for everybody because then your theories start to get so far-fetched. Yeah. And it's the same thing we see on social media across the board. People trying to fit their narrative, right? And that's wild to me. The LA Knight thing, oh my God, I would have never and gone there. In a million so years. Many people That's wild. Are like, oh, he's going to show up at Survivor Series. You're going to be so mad. Why Why would I possibly give a fuck? Like, why? I'm not working with the guy. I'm not the one in WWE who said, we're not in talks. I'm the one who posted the information of them saying that. I've also outright said, it's pro wrestling. They brought Warrior back a bunch of times. Marty Jannetty got hired like nine times. Hey. And he said that he was screwing a rabbit today. That was today. I saw that. And I thought yes. he was done posting that stuff on Facebook. I didn't know he was back to posting oh, them. No, he never stopped. I need to follow. I'm sorry. I need to follow him on Facebook because I'm missing these things. And I want to see the craziness. <laughs> I, I need to see crazy. We got super chats and humper chats. RSS, congrats to Denise on her new sponsorship. That's right. Denise is now sponsored by BlueChew.com. Code Fightful. Anyway, says, Denise I tried the product, now. approved. Uh, TK longer. should probably put the phone down and try it. Two. Hmm. Ryan says you can really feel Triple H's influence on the shows, especially tonight. Really hope it's permanent, not just temporary, because the weekly TV shows are really good now. I have outright enjoyed Raw last week and this week. Not only that, I went over to Sour Graps and they even enjoyed it last week. I was so going to start gonna a new. Do? Are they going to change the show name? Hell no, that won't it? last. That won't last. What if it like for a whole year straight, we just get amazing Ross? Listen, Denise, we have to cut into the bearded white guy screaming at the camera demographic here. We've got to do that. That's just something that we got to do. Uh, <laughs> Saeed says, 
Triple H really cooked with this show since Ari made the call to take Vince out. And if Vince didn't have in writing that he had 100% decision-making on wrestling matters, he should be out permanently. So the word that I got was that Ari Emanuel wanted people to pretty well stick to the jobs that they were supposed to do. And he wanted Triple H to be able to do his job unimpeded and Vince McMahon to work on his own jobs unimpeded, which supposedly are focusing on the new television rights deal. Well, I would imagine that Nick Khan will probably take more of a lead on that. So I'm not convinced that it's all over. I will never be convinced it's all over. In fact, once they land the TV rights deal, I don't doubt that Vince goes, ah, you know what? Now I can get back and a creative and do that. Ah. So I have a question. Sure. How far-fetched do you think? And I get, like, right now it looks like Vince McMahon was set up to basically be, you know, maybe pushed aside right now, right? What if, I'm just thinking, what if? I'm going to become a conspiracy theorist. (laughs) What if this was, a way Vince's to get CM Punk plan, back. I knew it. He's coming Vince's back. Vince's plan all along so that when ratings do go down, he can put the blame on Triple H if they go down due to the network changes and stuff like that. So well, that it could be easy. It... So that it could be like an easy thing of like, oh, well, By you then... see, Triple H was in charge of creative and the ratings are not good. So I should come back. By then, he'd be 80. I don't think Ari would even do it. But that that is a, a long-term trick. I mean, that is a long-time thing. Like, you book a champion really terrible. Then you say, that champion doesn't draw. Look, look at that. Like, that's a thing that happens in wrestling. And Vince did that to Rey Mysterio, too. Like, he had self-fulfilling prophecies all the time. I wouldn't doubt that Vince would orchestrate another self-fulfilling prophecy. But I don't think he'd do it at the expense of, um, of a television deal. Rock hard Joel Wood says, Marty Jannetty got hired and fired nine times just in 94. And Tim says, have to admit, Kevin Patrick is actually pretty good with Wade Barrett. They seem to play off each other well. Do miss Michael Cole tonight. Yeah, Michael Cole, a couple weeks after saying he's only missed two shows, uh, had a scheduled week off. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I did miss him tonight. I was was so used to him. I thought that Kevin Patrick, in absence, did pretty good. I think that working in the three-man booth has helped him an awful lot, Denise. There was nothing on commentary today that I thought was, that was said that I thought was lame or cheesy or corny or nothing that really stood out to me. It was kind of just background. So I feel like in a way that's kind of better because if it was really terrible, you would notice and I didn't think it was terrible. So it was, it was fine. So uh, we got Jonathan Corona saying, Sean, can you ask uh, WDB this? Why do they keep changing wrestlers' theme songs like Johnny Carlito and other wrestlers? Like, why? Sean and Denise, if you were running creative, how would you book Raw or SmackDown? I would just book it to where it makes sense. That's it. I want things to make sense and maximize championships and contenders. They change music depending on who it is that they're paying to do their music. So if they don't want to be paying CFOs royalties or Jim Johnson royalties, they adjust it accordingly. Carlito was not happy about it, and rightfully so. That sucked. I like when they have good songs, man. I miss those days. I miss those days when you heard a song and you just thought, man, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Uh, to this day, you know, back in the day, I used to I used to buy all of the CDs. Do you remember, by the way, when they did the music video VHS for uh, WWE, where they actually sold a VHS with all of the music videos, like the theme song, like the videos? Sure Man, do. that used to be my thing back in the day. I used to pop it in and be in the living room dancing to my favorite songs. I don't think I would dance to many songs now that are on WWE. So there's probably just a couple, like five. 
Pavement Cut Your Hair says legit heat with Copeland and Ricky. Backstage reactions. There were it didn't even turn any heads. I didn't hear anybody mentioning it. Pavement Cut Your Hair says guy in suit on collision had an amazing presence. Apex. Actually, we'll we'll get back to that one. We've got KE775 says so if you had to guess war games match, would it be Judgment Day versus Kevin, Sammy, Cody, Jay, and Damage? And Damage Control versus Charlotte, Asuka, Bianca. Uh, damage control is, I don't think, I don't think, uh, Dakota is going to be ready. Uh, so I, I don't know anything about war games there for, for the women on the men's side. I think judgment day JD against gosh, I, I mean, Sammy, Cody, Kevin, even though Kevin, Kevin's on SmackDown, it's like, how how do they get around that? I'm very interested to see who the War Games teams are. Fightful Select did report that it was coming back last week. Uh, any any thoughts on that? Well, I'm looking at this, and I'm also thinking, like, what about Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits over on SmackDown? I feel yeah. like there, I mean, I feel like there's a little They've bit of losing. multiple directions that they can do. They've been losing though. Yeah, but I don't know. They don't might want to do happening. something. Orlando says, "Good crowd tonight." Or good raw tonight, but the crowd was meh. Uh, I thought it was all right. I think it was all right. It was all right. Mike the Jeweler says Drew wins, then Senor Money in the Bank cashes in. Thoughts? Anyway, CM rejected. We'll go back to AEW since Philly Phil can't go to WWE. Thanks for all the hard work, SRS. Let's do that project soon. Yeah, I really need to do that project. Um, And he also says accusations. But... We're let's go ahead and talk about the Drew McIntyre Seth Rollins segment. We'll talk about that right off the top because I thought that kicked ass. Seth Rollins just called out Drew McIntyre. They went back and forth a little bit. I thought they both had really good points. Rollins was like, "You keep making excuses about why you're not champion right now," and Drew goes, "Yeah, they're good excuses. Nobody was there to help me. Why would I be there to help anybody else, including you?" So maybe don't come out to the ring by yourself so you can get your ass kicked because I don't want to babysit you for two weeks. I want to get ready for a title match. And he's like, and if you don't think that you can come out here and get your ass whipped, maybe look at the Judgment Day. Maybe look at Bloodline. And then Seth goes off. He's like, what about the Bloodline? Who really cares about the Bloodline? And Drew's like, I do because they cost me the title reign in front of an audience that I wanted. And I loved Drew's line. He said, you need to be thinking long and hard about how you need to reinvent yourself for the 53rd time after I beat you for that title. That was a good burial right there. Like a subtle one, but a good one. I thought, damn, really calling him out right there for all the iterations of Seth Rollins that we've seen. And if I'm Jey Uso, I would be pissed because freaking Drew McIntyre out here calling him a creep for uh, creeping up on Rhea Ripley. He is! I know, but you yes. should be mad. You don't want anybody to outright be like, yo, dude's a sure. creep. And so, sure, but, but I- Seth did show Drew talking to Rhea in the background, implying that maybe they're in cahoots. That I love that. You want to know why? Because it reminded me of those shows. You know, those shows where this does like super trashy talk shows where they go oh she was cheating on him no i wasn't cheating on her and then all of a sudden they go well we got a video and then they show the video and they zoom in and they're like you see back here that's literally what this segment reminded me of i loved it i thought it was really really good and later backstage well actually we'll 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 approach that after the the sammy related stuff uh we got sammy zane coming out 
And he says, you know what? I'm really, really excited for Kevin Owens to get to stand on his own on SmackDown. I'm excited to stand on my own here on Raw because I've not been able to do that in a long time because he went from the bloodline to Sammy and, and KO. However, Judgment Day come out and attack. Jay makes the save. And backstage, Sammy is like, you know what? I appreciate you saving me, but that should be Kevin. It's like, and and because of you, because you hit the bricks from SmackDown and Cody brought you over, it isn't Kevin. It isn't my friend. So now you have a championship and you have a friend in Cody, and I ain't got either one of those damn things here. Now, Sammy thought better of it. It was a real baby face thing, I thought. It was really good. He went back and he's like, no, I'm sorry. I'm in my own head. To which uh, Jey Uso said, I've got something for that. Uh, but I thought this was, I thought this was really good. I'm loving the Jey Uso storyline. Like, he's trying to redeem himself. Some people trust him. Some people don't. Other people are stuck in the middle. But this is natural after for years, after years he screwed people out of their dreams. It is natural for them to feel this way. And I'm so glad they're playing this out with like five different layers, Denise. Right, because here's the thing. Like, there's so many times in wrestling where all of a sudden you're used to seeing this good guy, right? He's always good, he's always good. Then all of a sudden he has the turn, right? He's evil, he's bad, whatever. Um, With this one here, we're not used to seeing Sami Zayn like this. We're not used to seeing emo, sad, Sami Zayn, angry, Sami Zayn. We're not used to that. So him going back to Jay and being like, damn, I'm in my own head, that definitely kind of made it a little bit more of a, I guess, easier transition if that's the way that they want to play it. But the thing for me here is that prior to going into Raw today, one of the things that I was thinking about was how Sami Zayn literally went from being the guy that had this big important match with Roman Reigns that we went from talking about like who should 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 Sami Zayn be the one to defeat Roman Reigns we went to talking about how Sami Zayn had some of the hottest angles on Smackdown um with the bloodline and just everything right and he had such a great year and I felt like going into the show I started thinking how to me it didn't feel like Sami Zayn was anywhere near that anymore like it did not feel like the same Sami Zayn so when he went out there and he cut that promo where he said that he felt that he was world's heavyweight championship material that made me so stoked because I feel like they didn't just say that for shits and giggles like I really really hope that we are headed that direction with Sami Zayn because when I think about how hot Sami Zayn was not too long ago and how uh obviously having those big moments having the big Wrestlemania moment winning the championships with Kevin Owens and having that big match with Roman Reigns was were huge rewards right but I want to see him become the main you know become a world heavyweight champion because I feel that Sami Zayn will literally bring something different new and it would be this reward of like damn you did all of that like you were like we were at a point where we were calling Sami Zayn the MVP yes. of WWE and I want to see I want to get back to that I'm tired of Sami Zayn being in the shadows I don't want to see that I want to see Sami Zayn up in the forefront and I really hope that that wasn't a tease of kind of mentioning his name along the lines of becoming a world heavyweight champion so uh, we're going to roll a lot of these into each other with with the Super Chats. But backstage also, Drew McIntyre was like, you know what? You cost me some really important things. Like, I, I've seen you do some terrible things, and I trusted you, and uh, you'd turn the corner. 
And then Sammy's like, well, thanks. And he goes, no, 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 I'm not done. Until I saw you forgiving Jey Uso, the guy who did the same thing to you. I'm loving Drew McIntyre just being like, no, I don't trust anybody. Nobody deserves the benefit of the doubt. Nobody does. And I love that. Apex says, I'm glad we can finally hear Dom talk. That was just the benefit of that crowd. But KE775 says, officially intrigued by Seth versus Drew. Drew's going to sell his soul to Judgment Day. Are the Judgment Day going to kick out Damien? I don't think so. I think they're still a hot group. But uh, Drew, at least teasing it, is going to be interesting. I think Drew, on his own, is far more interesting than than adding him to a group. And Apex saying, Drew helping Sammy hate Cody and Jay is good to watch. That's what I like. You got Kevin Owens over on this other show doing Lord knows what. You got the Judgment Day stirring the pot with Rhea Ripley sort of leaving, leading the charge. Jay trying to make good with everybody. Cody trusts him. Sammy is a little iffy. Drew doesn't trust anybody. It's so good. And next week, we get Drew and Sammy. That's a, That feels like a pay-per-view match. When Jay came in to help out Sammy Zayn earlier in the show when he was outnumbered by the Judgment Day, I had this small feeling and I was kind of like waiting for it. I thought that one of them was going to turn on the other. Actually, like I didn't think it was going to be Jay, but it made me nervous seeing them both of them out there with the chairs and I'm going any minute now, Sammy Zayn could just be like, bam, on Jay Uso or something. And so I was kind of on the edge there for a bit. Uh, but thankfully that didn't happen, at least not right now, but, uh, it did kind of have me thinking that that was a possibility. If you're on the edge of ordering nordvpn.com slash Fightful, let me convince you. There is no product that we have promoted more on Fightful that I use while I'm awake than nordvpn.com slash Fightful. You guys have probably seen me anchored to my desk an awful lot for quite a while, and I've always got NordVPN on all my devices. That's because that's what nordvpn.com slash Fightful allows. You get the fastest VPN in the world on all your devices, on all your operating systems. It is so beneficial to have that versatility. Here at home, I put it on my router just in case, and I put it on my phone, laptop, desktop, PC, and smart TV. That allows you to get all the benefits. The online threat protection, the ability to change your virtual location with just one click, the ability to use that NordPass password manager, the file encryption tool, all that good stuff on everything. Also, you can subscribe to all those overseas services I'm telling you all about, all with 24-7 tech support and a 30-day money-back guarantee on top of an already amazing deal. Protect yourself on all your devices with nordvpn.com slash Fightful. Just Mass says, chances are he keeps uh, Vince out of creative for good. If that's what he wants, that's what he will get. Uh, there was one person who could make that decision, and that person made that decision. Bless the Lord. Uh, Andy <laughs> says, can we celebrate, or is the Vince exile from creative temporary? Feels like the GTS isn't a punk tease, but mo a move that Nakamura is claiming. I think it is a move that Nakamura is claiming. And for those of you that are saying, well, what about the teases? We've seen far less of them. And I had one talent that that theorized that's probably just Corey Graves trying to get under CM Punk's skin. And if any oh, of you boy. wonder, if any of you wonder, why would he do that? Well, go look at one of the only times a WWE wrestler or talent went on the record with me about something like that. And it was Corey Graves talking about why he didn't like CM Punk anymore. Uh, in 2018. So there you go. Not not a long con. It ain't a super work since 2018. That much I sh assure you. 
Quote the Raven says, how can they do war games? The mat on Ticketmaster for Survivor Series is showing just one ring. How do they refund the seats for what the second ring would be? Uh, listen, I don't know. I am not into the logistics of that. I can tell you that internally, the plan for war games uh, was a go as of a couple weeks ago. As of a couple weeks ago. That can always change. I want to make that abundantly clear. That can always change. It can always change for the specific reason that you just said. Companies, uh, they forgot Adam Cole's contract was coming up. It can happen. They forgot that Alistair Black had a 30-day non-compete instead of a 90-day. Or what if you show up and you have the freaking cage like right here, right in front of your face? (laughs) Uh, They... They released a digital exclusive of Nathan Frazier and Dominic Mysterio fighting backstage. Fightful Select reported that Nathan Frazier and Trick Williams were uh, on main event matches this week. But let's talk about an absolute humper between two guys that needed it, Denise. Two guys that desperately needed it. Which one? Because there was a few, so I don't even know which one you're talking about yet. Well, this one, they needed it. Nakamura and Ricochet. Because Nakamura, listen. He ain't had classics. That That's just the reality. He hasn't had many classics in WWE. And Ricochet, when given the opportunity, does. However, very rarely do we see him getting to show exactly like, oh yeah, that's, that's why we hired this guy, because he can do all this crazy shit. Well, that's what we got here in Nakamura versus Ricochet Part 5, Denise. Uh, Nakamura wins, but this was unbelievable, especially that ricochet shooting star. God, what a difference. When you said part five, I forgot about all the other four. And you know what? I'm not going to remember the other four. I'm only going to remember this one. This is the only one we need to remember because I was a big freaking fan of this. Of course, you mentioned the shooting star press spot, um, which was phenomenal, especially because of where he did it, the height at which we saw it. Uh, They even showed, and I was hoping they shared the clip on social media, but on the actual broadcast, they showed a camera angle from like underneath Ricochet. It looked incredible. Incredible. So I'm hoping they shared that on social media as well. But this one here, I mean, them fighting in the back, Ricochet having this moment with Shane, Hel- Shane Helms when he tells him, oh, uh, stand back, Hurricane, there's a Ricochet coming through. And even them fighting off on the stage and him doing like the Spider-Man-like maneuvers where he's walking on the on the wall of the stage. All of this was so freaking cool. And it's going to get me to say this, and I really feel this way, but I think that, and I know why, they had Shinsuke Nakamura win because they're you know he's coming off of this stuff with uh this whole feud with Seth Rollins he's doing all of this he's in the main picture I get it I'm over it 1000% over it and I really do think Ricochet should have won this match because we have now gotten to a point where Ricochet has had some really gem moments and mm-hmm. most going back I feel most recently last year when he had those matches with Gunther, that work that he did with with Gunther was absolutely phenomenal. And then we had those really great moments that he had with Logan Paul. Take away the promos. I'm not counting the promos. I'm counting the in-ring stuff that he had with Logan Paul. And now this match with Shinsuke Nakamura, I feel like Ricochet is always on the verge of something. But every time they have him take three steps forward, they then have him take five steps back without doing anything. So for me, I think it would have been much more exciting much more of a moment if they would have had ricochet win this match because there's a lot more there i think to grab of 
instead of Shinsuke Nakamura. I feel like right now the whole feud that he had with with Seth Rollins, it, it was fine, but it wasn't spectacular in my opinion. And so for that reason, I'm ready to move on. Yeah, uh, we've got also this was really cool where the fan helped Ricochet yes. do that spot. Oh my gosh, I just loved it. I just loved this match. It was the type of match that uh, he needed to have. He 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 really needed to have that, especially because he's been he's been the victim of so many things. Even though he lost this match, like he's been he's been interfered on and beat up and all that stuff. And we needed to see him do some of those incredible things that we know he's capable of. Uh, and this was amazing. In Simmons says this match exceeded what I thought it was going to be. The right man won as well. I'm a huge Ricochet fan, but I think this furthers what I think is a heel turn for Ricochet after a string of losses. I've always said that I want Ricochet to have more Rob Van Dam or two cold Scorpio in him where he's amazing and he knows he's amazing. Not this, oh, gee, golly, I, I know that superheroes exist. No, he needs to be like, I could do stuff that nobody else can do. Like when I interviewed him, I was, I talked about how strong he was too, because pound for pound, he's one of the stronger guys in the company as well. Also, I you were going in different matches, direction when you said he needed to be more like RVD. I was like, oh, there, okay. <laughs> uh, also, the first four matches all ended in non finishes, DQs, no contests. So, reminder get your super chat, get your humper chats in. Dawn says, well, was Valhalla the only non-injured Raw woman we didn't see tonight? So last week, I think it was Zoe who popped up. But WWE got like 17 different women on this show, including Maxine Dupree later on. Chelsea and Piper talked trash to Tegan, Casey, and Caden, and Nikki was looking along. Uh, You had Piper uh, beating Natalia. I think that was something that they needed to do, and then Tegan made that save. I mean, this this match was fine. Natalia is being tasked with sort of leading the charge in the ring and working with a lot of the younger talent, which I think is great for her as well. She seems very happy and fulfilled and likes doing this and likes going to work. Uh, Piper getting the win, I think, is important because you got to give Piper those wins. But really, the story of this, like Will Chisholm says, this show had a huge eye or huge uh, eye on the women's division. That's what this felt like. It felt like it's being featured or set up a lot more. Even if they're only getting a couple minutes, you're seeing them on the show. Yeah, by the way, Piper looked really good today. Uh, did I, did she change her gear or have I not been playing close enough attention? Because her gear was very to different see, yeah. today. Yeah, because before she just had kind of like a, she had kind of like a singlet, didn't she? Back in the, like back before when she was gone for a bit. She had like a singlet more. This time she's got like a really cool like little skirt in the front. And there's just so much more detail in there. And whatever it is that they did with the change of her gear. Oh my God. It's a zillion times better. She looks freaking badass. And that was honestly the theme of today was that they had, you know, with uh, with Shayna, with Rhea, with Zoe, with all of these women. They really made you feel like, holy damn, we were starting to get this like really stacked roster. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? 
The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Of all of these women that are kind of the same in the sense that they're all, like there ain't a weak link in there. Yeah, uh, I'm really liking this. And again, this is something that I said about the AEW's women's division, and it really looks like especially uh, Tony Storm has excelled at it. In these situations where you're fighting for minutes, especially women, figure out a way to get over in 90 seconds a week. If you can do that, oh my God, you're, you're getting over most of the battle. Now, it shouldn't be like that. But unfortunately... That's a situation sometimes that you're you're painted in, and that's unfortunate. But I thought that they they're doing a really really good job there. Uh, speaking of Becky backstage, she's just walking around minding her own business, <laughs> and then Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell show up, and Indy goes, "I never lost that title. I deserve a, a shot at it." And Becky goes, "You know what? You're right. Sure, let's go do it." And then she goes and makes it official with Adam Pierce. Uh, and then <laughs> Zia Lee comes up and says, I want a title shot. And Becky goes, okay. And she goes, yeah, but on my time. And I'm like, all right, one of these again. I hate that. Why do they do that? Right away, you're telling me I shouldn't give a damn about this person. I'm sorry. Yeah. But like she needs all the help that she can get because we don't get to see her often. We don't know much about her. We don't get to see her on the actual show. And then they finally have her on the show and she's like, I want a championship. Becky gives it to her and she's like, no. That's so dumb. If you're a heel, if you're a babyface, it doesn't, who does that? Nobody does that. Like that's the dumbest thing that they can do. I, I hated that. I hated that. Yeah, uh, so Indy Hartwell's getting a title match. That's set for next week's Raw. But there are two other face-offs that we haven't even talked about that have everybody else talking. And, uh, oh boy, Denise, I think this is your night one WrestleMania main event right Dude, here. Dude, this is the match that I've been wanting. And this was the match I wanted at WrestleMania 39. Uh, I mean, I have been waiting for this match between Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch for like God ever. And, and they had that. This is not the first time they've teased it. I forgot which Raw. Remember the, when, yeah, the one I Raw? Remember. The one Raw where they had this tease, and then that was it. Like we never circled back to that. And so here, getting this tease again, I thought, okay. I'm liking this, but are we going to do something? We'll see. So uh, then there was another one, Denise. Now this one, 
who knows what this will mean as of now, but Jade Cargill backstage and Adam Pierce said, welcome to raw. We need to get you a red one of those. I don't think anything is official as of yet, but Becky Lynch, well, Jade Cargill. You huh? didn't hear what commentary said afterwards though. What'd they say he uh, Wade said that the, the raw, he said specifically the WWE raw women's division was getting a lot more. Uh, I forgot the exact word. I'll but believe, basically, it, when, like, I'll believe it when they outright say it, when they outright say it, that she had joined raw three things that implied to me that she was mm-hmm. going to be on the raw roster. I don't operate on implied. I have so many people like when <laughs> I'll write, I, I wrote an article the other day. Nick Aldis officially signed with WDB and people go, huh, you could assume that. Guess what, homeboy? I don't get to write articles on uh, on assuming. That's not something that I get to do. I get to confirm things. I haven't confirmed that Jade is going to do that. I wouldn't be surprised if she rolls up to NXT tomorrow, SmackDown on Friday, shows up on main event and slaps Nikki Cross around, like any number of things. You think they'll do a thing maybe where she's on both brands? Possibly as like the hottest free agent. Because well, she said, they had, she is still, uh, this is, oh my gosh, I sound like those people that were like uh, CM Punk with LA Knight on his glasses or whatever. Um, she was wearing blue, both on SmackDown and Raw. There we go. I'm a conspiracy theorist. That's the new thing. It's my new gimmick. Quote the Raven said, get in line. I love that line to Jade. Yeah. After she had three people confront her. Yeah. Will says, I loved every other segment had a women's storyline. I love that they're telling WWE fans by putting Jade with Charlotte and Becky that she's a big star. They are. Now, I've seen a lot of weird talking points where people are like, oh, yeah, well, she's presented as a bigger star than AEW. And I'm like, wait, they they immediately put her with Shaq and Cody and booked she her undefeated. She had a streak. Yeah, she had a whole streak. Like, well, let's not pretend. Like, could they have done better? Yeah, of course they could have done better. But like, we're not gonna act like they didn't present her as a star. She practically had a concert. What was it at Double or Nothing when she did Pretty Girls Walk Like This, This, yeah. This, <laughs> which I only knew from my uh, Instagram reels before that. I didn't Please. know that song until I heard it that day, and afterwards I, I went and added it on Spotify. <laughs> I saw it on an Ivy Nile Instagram reel oh. that where Julius Creed pushed her out of the way and started to dance to that song. Oh, really? And you saw that before the Jade thing? I think so. I, I, oh. I think so, yeah. KE775 says, do we see Jade soon or just do backstage segments? Do you think WWE would consider a women's mid-card title? Nope, I don't think they would. I think the NXT title is that. I think that is a secondary title. I think the tag titles are the secondary title. And I think that Jade is probably going to get her reps in for a while. I think that's probably the, the method they're doing. Flundinger says, with Vince gone, WWE Creative might actually be good long-term for the first time in 20 years. What can AEW do to step up their game? I think the reality of the situation is they need to drastically reduce ticket prices from the jump and get asses in seats and show that it's a hot brand. Listen, I I know you want to draw, you want to come out of the gate and you want to draw a big gate. I say you worry more about putting asses in seats and selling a television show and make yourself a rights fee property. And then when you can get asses in the building again, you can get crowds to make a lot more noise. You can light those crowds and you can get people to say, oh yeah, I remember that back in 2019 before the pandemic when this was the hot ticket and I wanted to go to that. I think that's very important. They have all the tools, man. Their roster is stacked. Yep. Uh, Jay, uh, Apex says Jade winning the women's rumble. Ah, man. She's the only one that I'm thinking right now, but I don't know. Depends on where she's at in terms of whether or not they think she's like 
in-ring ready by then. I mean, I can't imagine them holding them pa- holding her past the Rumble and then having her be in the Rumble and then not win with all of the promotion that they've given her. So to me, it feels like right now, if I were to pick anybody, it'd be Jade. I think with three months to go, I think we're going to have, it's going to be a wait and see. Like, we'll see where anybody is, where anybody's at. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, we've got an Imperium video package. Uh, then Ludwig Kaiser defeats Johnny Gargano in a good match. Vinci versus Gargano next week because uh, <laughs> Gunther is like, no, you got to get the job done. And I don't want him walking out because Tommaso Ciampa didn't walk out of last week. They said that he wasn't cleared. Uh, K775 says, were you surprised to see Johnny lose? Well, yeah, the Cleveland Browns and Johnny Gargano are not going to win in the same weekend. That's not the same. It's not going to happen uh, at all. But yeah, I was kind of surprised. Although the the story was Tommaso wasn't there to look after him. So that's why he lost. I mean, it's not a great story to have him lose because of that, right? But I personally, right now, I'm so digging what they're doing with Kaiser that I'm like, okay, let's go. And then did you hear Samantha Irving's uh, new little ring announcement for him? I can't replicate it, but she did more of like a, oh God, she did it differently. I can't explain it. Cause you know, with Gunther, she usually like goes like, like Gunther, right? But with this one, it was like, Kaiser. I don't know. I can't do it, but it was different. (laughs) Dream Ninja says AEW needs better promotion too. Collision is coming here to Wichita November 4th. And I wouldn't have known if it wasn't for WrestleTix. Yes, they do. They need to expand beyond Facebook and all that. They, they need to expand into radio. They need to do a lot better than what they've been doing. Local uh, media. A that's a big one. I know they're going to, they're, they're working to do more uh, local interviews and stuff. Indu share is back, but we don't see why they're talking to uh, Adam Pierce, but you got alpha Academy backstage training with Akira Tozawa. New Day approach, and Gable says, you know what? We're going after the tag titles, and I'm going after the IC title. New Day took exception to that, and it was a very friendly challenge. And they're like, all right, first time ever, next week, let's do this. And they all had a little laugh and, and shared some moves with Akira Tozawa. First off, I love Tozawa training with Alpha Academy. Give me that all day. I love Maxine teaching them Pilates. That's great as well. And I like this. This method that we're going where sometimes we see baby face versus baby face and heel versus heel. Like, why not? That keeps it uh, much more fresh, Denise. Akira Tazal was the MVP of this. Akira Tazal is the only thing I want to talk about in this. He was so freaking funny, man. Like, that dude just gets comedy. His facial expression when he was holding the five-pound dumbbells. Oh, man, this was great stuff. Uh, I hope that they continue to do these little segments with him in them. They they always do, right? But specifically with the Alpha Academy. That was good stuff. Yeah. We had the Rhea Ripley promo. And we got Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler, which was fun, ending in a no contest. Another example of WDB getting everybody on the show. And you're you're like, what happened no see i didn't have any problem with that i don't have any problem with what you said about the getting everyone on the show i get what they were going but the one thing i do have a tiny bit of a problem with is okay i don't like them making rhea ripley they're not keeping her dominance alive when she's out there with the women like when she's with the men when she's with judgment day she's like i'm handling business i'm this tough ba you know this tough biatch you know all of this right and then when she's in there with the women it's already been like multiple weeks i feel where the lasting shot is just Rhea. there, like 
what do people like always say about Tony Khan and the Jags and soccer and AEW? They're they're like, he's got he's got too many hands and too many pots. That's what Rhea's got right now. She's trying to be a manager. She's trying to be on NXT. She's trying to handle Judgment Day. She's trying to fix all their issues. And it's coming at the expense of her. And that's why she went to Adam Pierce afterwards, after Nia and Raquel ran in, and then Zoe ran in and went to a no contest. She is like, keep people out of my damn matches. And for some reason, Adam Pierce said, why don't you keep control of things? That ain't her job, Adam Pierce. <laughs> what the hell? What are we doing? Dream Ninja said this was an excellent Raw. Great in-ring action all night. Loved the women's segments. Wanted Rhea to challenge all the women instead of AP. Yes, that's what I would have had different as Apex Caliber says Rhea versus Roman intergender match for Tribal Chief. I think that Rhea should have said, you know what? If you can't keep them all out, put them all in and I'll whip all their asses at the same time. Exactly. To me, the thing that the thing that's most charming that people gravitate towards Rhea is her dominance. Like that is who Rhea Ripley is. And I want to see that across the board. So yeah, it would have been better if she would have been like, I want all of these girls for messing with my match, blah, blah, blah. I think that would have made more sense. But yeah, I don't like it when they make Rhea Ripley not look like she's the very best. I don't like it. Especially not continuously. Hawkeye Sniper says, went to SmackDown Denver and then Dynamite Broomfield. Every time AEW is in town, tickets are two to three times more expensive. They need lower prices for the weekly show. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's that's accurate about prices because I've seen WDB's prices uh, and they that there's a reason they're getting the highest gross. But also, the difference is WDB is drawing at that price as well, which is why they're setting gross record numbers. Javar Lewis says the only thing missing in the Alpha Academy New Day segment was our truth Can't wait for his return. Well, how about this, Jabbar? How about the return of all the serials you know and love? I've long told you guys how much I love magicspoon.com slash Fightful. And now Magic Spoon has reinvented your favorite childhood cereals and your favorite childhood treats. The cereal is great, contains zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, four to five grams of net carbs per serving, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, 140 calories per serving in all your favorite flavors. But now they also have these great on-the-go snacks, these brand-new treats. You can have totally delicious, high-protein cereal bars for breakfast, dessert, and any time in between. They're just like the marshmallow treats you had as a kid but with only one gram of sugar and one to two grams of net carbs, and they're packed with 11 grams of protein per bar. They also have a wonderful chocolatey peanut butter flavor as well. Head over to magicspoon.com slash Fightful, grab a custom bundle of cereal, and try it yourself. Don't forget to try those brand new marshmallow and chocolatey peanut butter treats. Use our promo code Fightful at checkout to save $5 off your order. And if that's not enough, they are backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. You have nothing to lose by trying these delicious new treats and all the classic cereal that you love. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful and use the code Fightful to save $5. Guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. We greatly appreciate it. If you're watching even during the fact, after the fact, during the ad reads, Comment either in the live chat or our comments your favorite part of WWE Raw. And quote the Raven is saying, (laughs) 
is Magic Spoon really that good? I was going to pull out the wrapper that I had because I was eating one of those bars uh, during the show, actually. But Cinnamon Roll is my favorite. Love Magic Spoon. Miz does an interview backstage, and he quickly gets cut off. And Naya uh, cuts a little bit of a promo. Okay. But let's talk about the meat, Denise. Yes, finally. It's what I'm here for. Let's go. We got a badass match. Now, I went back and forth with Jimmy Van a little bit. Jimmy Van was like, oh, I think that Gunther has the best title reign in WWE, the best intercontinental title reign since Randy Savage. And I'm like, listen, Randy Savage successfully defended the intercontinental title one time that went over eight and a half minutes on TV or MSG during his reign. Gunther is having kick-ass matches all the way through his title reign. Just, I mean, he had an all-timer against Sheamus. He had an all-timer against uh, Drew and Sheamus. He had a great match against Kevin Owens. He had a great match against Tommaso Ciampa. He's had this one. He's had great ones against Gable. He's going out there all the time and putting on slappers. Ricochet. Uh, my God. He's had several against Ricochet now that I think of it. He's just and put Santos. on. Yeah, just incredible matches. This is a special run. This is the man making the title, not the title making the man. And guess what? Bronson Reed loses clean as a sheet. Does not hurt him at all. Orion Ben says, everyone asked why re-sign Bronson? Eat crow. J.M. Melagrito says, Wade didn't mention Honky Tonk Man among IC title greats. That's because Honky Tonk Man sucked ass. He was terrible, but Gunther is great. We saw two spots that I particularly love, Denise. Death Valley Driver from Bronson Reed. Power Bomb from Gunther. Get the hose and turn it on full blast. This one humped. Dude, there was so much in this match. I think within a couple of seconds, I was ooing and aahing the whole entire time, like after every move. There was one moment, basically what it was, was anytime these two touched, you like, even if it was just like them running into each other, right? Trying to take each other down. It was like, you can hear the sound of their skin just clashing against each other, uh, just louder than like anybody else before. The chops that Gunther was going and giving Bronson, I felt like we've seen Gunther. Anytime he's in there, it always feels like he's giving it his all for that person. But damn, I fucking oh, I I really felt like he was giving I've it to like three f bombs on the okay. show. I I really felt like he was giving it to Bronson Reed like a whole lot harder. I don't know if maybe it was just because it, it looked harder because of Bronson's size. I, I don't know if it was an illusion or something, but it just looked a lot uh like he was just going and hitting him with those chops a lot harder. There was one point where um. Um, thinking yeah it was Bronson was just like standing there and we just see like Gunther trying to chop him down and he's hitting them from the back and he's hitting them from the front and he's hitting them from every direction it was like trying to bring down a massive massive tree um the spot on the ring apron oh my god that nearly gave me a heart attack man I was so freaking scared during that whole moment uh I, I was very very much into that and then just like literally there was a big giant boot from Gunther to um, Bronson Reed that was massive. It was just everything was like times 10. Everything was just like 
it, it was like being under a magnifying glass. It was just so massive. This was a really great match. And I think that this was the best match of the night. One of my favorites. I can't say enough good things about it. It was good stuff. Luis says, my money is on Dragunov defeating or dethroning Gunther now. No, I think that that's a one-time thing. I think the two times he gets dethroned are going to be from other people. But Jonathan Corona says, if Osprey is going to WWE, how about him and Gunther? I could certainly see that. I could certainly see that because Osprey and Gunther, oh, Jesus Christ. We got Joel Wood saying, uh, has Gunther even had a somewhat bad match uh, during his run? He has a legitimate case for wrestler of the year. He absolutely has a case for that. I wouldn't say a bad match, but There's not the one, one match for me, is there? No, I wouldn't say bad. The worst I could say is that his matches against Ziggler and Otis were like average, but that's okay. the worst. I okay. Can say. And even then it was, he's it's always going to be good. I'm sorry. He always goes and, out and there and delivers. The ones with Riddle were too short and that wasn't their fault. Uh, but to the, to the Osprey point, uh, like, my God, they had a couple matches. I think they were in over a couple months in 2018. You can find them. Uh, one was at OTT, and the other one, I think, was at Defiant. And both of them absolutely humped. Uh, Tunda says, is it me or is Gunther the MVP for this year because dude is a machine? Kudos to Triple H for the new opportunity he gave the women. Denise, you and I did the first ever Fightful Awards in January. We did it with Will Washington and I was so proud at like the parody between WWE and AEW that we saw in that. Like it wasn't just a bunch of AEW people getting voted or a bunch of WWE people getting voted. It made me very, very happy. And Denise, last year, our paid subscribers, thousands of people said, you know who the, the, the number one in-ring performer is for singles? Dax Harwood. That was a surprise. This year, I'm looking at it and I'm like, Gunther, Will Ospreay, a completely different group of people are going to be near the top of this because we've got uh, overall performer, uh, singles in-ring performer, best on mic, all that stuff. Gunther like, has to be in consideration at this point. I am so fascinated to see who wins that in January. I just know that right now, he is my favorite champion in WWE, like point blank. I was Amazing. even thinking about it for a while, and I was like, ah, be careful before you say a statement like that, right? <laughs> like, think about it for a second, because you might be forgetting something. I've thought about it, and I was like, you know what? It's definitely Gunther. I feel that, uh, and I feel like most of it, and it's funny because there's been some PLEs that he's been left out of, and I'm thinking, like, why would you leave Gunther off of your PLEs? I forget which ones he was off of, but I feel like there was one or two recent ones that he was off of the card, and I feel like he should have definitely been one to have a match, that's for sure. But even, like, just, like, most of his matches that are really sticking out to me have all been, you know, just on Raw and whatnot. And that's saying a whole lot because there were so many Raws where they were kind of, you know, screwing us a little bit with matches. There yeah. was a several, there was a string of Raws where we were getting some matches that had a lot of potential, but yet they went like two minutes long. So you couldn't really enjoy much of them. And then there was other matches that had screwy finishes. So the fact that most of his matches have happened when there's a lot of matches that weren't that great on the show. I feel just kind of says says a lot about that. And then also, you know, the stuff that he did on SmackDown. I mean, God, it's been so many days. He's 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 been places. But of course, that WrestleMania match is one that I think everybody's always going to remember because that was great too. A Stag says, OKC gets one wrestling show a year. It's not a huge wrestling city. Being in the crowd tonight, it was plenty loud, especially Gunther's power bomb. Oh, yeah. It, it got up for that. It got up. Dude. For that. Oh. 
Will says, uh, SRS, is it possible when Vince's deal is up, the board can vote him out? That is a Jimmy question, and I will direct this towards Jimmy on Wednesday. Rock Hard says, I automatically assume Osprey is going to AEW, but do you see a chance of WWE swooping in? Seems like he wouldn't see WWE as a natural fit. Uh, I can tell you that based on my conversations with people around him, that that line of thinking has changed, and I think he's going to take the best deal possible, and I think this is his big contract. Money talks, bro. Meet Normus says, between Samoa Joe, Willie Mack, and Gunther Bronson, I have meat sweats. Hope Willie is okay. <laughs> also, congrats to Denise and the Blue Chew. Promo code Fightful, though. Mm. Denise, did know, you Sean, see... I'm coming for your Blue Chew crown. Did you see Taylor's version of Drew McIntyre's theme? Uh, everybody was tagging me in that, but I didn't click on it. I've, I've, I'm keeping up with all of the real was, Taylor Swift news. It was honestly pretty good. It was AI I heard generated. a lot of people were tagging me in it, but I'm so I've been so swept up with like the Eras tour premiere and just like everything that happened. I didn't Don't even care I about know. anything else. I'm sorry. I it's hard to care about things when I'm caring about something else. <laughs> Speaking of tagging people into things, Judgment Day won the tag titles from Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. Cody and Jay are having trouble hitting that <laughs> that Cody cutter now. They peaked early, but <laughs> Jimmy Uso ends up costing Jay and Cody the tag titles, and we get the lasting image of Judgment Day once again with all the gold. Apex says Rhea's phone call was clearly to get Jimmy in there. Well, I don't know if, I mean, yeah, they if she could have got there in time, perhaps, but K775 says, do they do Jimmy versus Jay in Saudi, or do they hold off till Mania? Why did Jimmy let or Roman let Jimmy back in the bloodline? Because he can use Jimmy. That's how. But I think I think we're getting Jimmy and Jay at uh, Mania, Denise. What about you? That would be great. But I'm looking at this and I'm going, I don't know if I was all that happy that Jay and Cody lost, to be honest. I know it, was, it came out as a surprise, but I wasn't that happy about it. I'm going to let it play out considering Vince McMahon isn't involved. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and let it play out. I mean, that's now, Tony fair, says, but... Tony says, what was the point of them beating Judgment Day at Fastlane? Judgment Day could have kept the belts, if and they still set up War Games, Cody, Roman, too. Your two opinions after seeing tonight, what uh, tonight, what Vince moves do you think Triple H will keep now that he has full creative control? Very little. The show is categorically different. Long matches that are absolute slappers that really we weren't seeing a lot of on Raw, except when they were forced to with the pandemic. Um, I, again, I'm not going to bury this creative decision because I don't know the direction. And thus far, I have really enjoyed what they've done with Jey Uso and teasing all this surrounding it. So maybe in a couple of weeks, I'll be burying this, but I'm not ready to yet. TK says, the only thing that makes sense is Judgment Day repays the bloodline at Jewel. Helps Roman beat LA, and that's the war game setup. Still shocked. Yes, I could see a little. I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine, and then it all explodes for war games. What do you see as like? Is there anything you're looking at, and you're like, okay, I think that's going down right now. 
Dude, I don't know. I'm looking at this and I feel like I the the title change definitely came as a surprise. And that's why I'm looking at this and I'm going, I don't know if this is the, the best thing to go with only because I was kind of getting tired of the Judgment Day holding all the gold. And I wasn't so crazy about that. And then like, I'm still thinking about um on SmackDown when they did the freaking, oh my gosh, who was it? The Judgment Day and the Bloodline alliance that they did there i feel like that's something that we can resurface on there um what else that's kind of it man we've got uh rs saying prediction drew and damian double turn triple h foreshadowed this on billions (laughs) drew joins judgment day Rhea gets hot for drew dom gets jealous did you see that billions clip it was absolute dog shit no i didn't see that horrible horrible denise wait you what is it to, what's billions triple h talking to uh, i can't remember paul giamatti i think it is uh on Billy. oh boy it was so bad so cheesy no i didn't see that hunter tillman says dom lost a trick just to get the title back finn and da- damian lost to jay and cody get the titles back what was the reason also jade and car jade and becky face to face that was some good shit pal it was i like the teasing of all the jade stuff and jade just minding her own business as far as what was the reason probably to create moments get you to think oh you know what i gotta tune in um i can tell you that i mean fightful select reported mustafa ali was supposed to win that north american title match like he was supposed to win it he had gear made for it for the love of god like North American title gear made. So, uh, yeah, he was supposed to win that. And then NXT got the rug pulled out from under them and they had to do a little bit of something. I don't think one has to do with the other necessarily. Hunter, thank you. You're, you're always so generous to us. Evan says, if Randy's back for Survivor Series, where does he fit in? I personally think involved in war games in some capacity because if Cody had to make a call, well, who would he make a call to? His old friend, Randy Orton. You think they would already put him into a match like that, though? Like war games? You can really protect yourself in war games. There's a lot going True, on. You don't hide bump, all the bodies. Don't bump that much. Lots of weapons. Corey says, I think Damien paid homage to Ministry Taker. I tell you what, he paid homage to putting Cody Rhodes' ass through a table with a razor's edge. That was filthy. That looked really good. That was the highlight of the night, for sure, for that main event. Excuse me. Him as Punishment Martinez is one of my favorite things about ROH, so I'm so happy to see him doing well and just in the the mainstream scene. Jonathan says, not a a fan of the short title reign for Cody and Jay, but if it leads to a potential War Games match with them, Sammy KO, and Randy against, I think that's it. I think you're right. I think it's those two, Sammy, KO, and Randy against Judgment Day and Bloodline. Like, uh, probably Finn, Damian, Roman, Jimmy, Solo. Mm, I think that could be a good one. So many names, so many bodies. Ooh, that would be big. Apex says, Orton being Cody's last obstacle before Roman. I would sincerely love the Royal Rumble to come down to Cody and Roman, or Cody and Randy as well right now. Like the final two? Yeah. Yeah. Whoo, boy. Uh, Dick the Cock Johnson says, Gunther versus Ivar win, hopefully soon. Ivar having a humper, man. Hopefully, yeah, you're right about that. I didn't even think about that. Get your uh, Super Chats 
Humper chats in. We were heading down the home stretch. In Simmons says, Jay does have an, a storyline with Drew for a singles run, possibly Sammy with Cody. I'm guessing this starts the road to Roman. He needs big wins, though. Well, yeah, but I mean, we are five months away. And also, the only big win you really need is the Royal Rumble. That is the one that you need. You think Jay can win it then? No, no. You think it's no? I could see it happening. I think he's gone into that point. Okay, would you rather see Cody win it again or would you rather see Jay win it? Cody. To story really? finish. To story yeah, well, finish. I know that, of course, of course. But I would, I don't know. I would Jay, like to see Jay, Jay win the Rumble, his, though. I think Jay sort of finished his story by pinning Roman. You don't think Cody can get back to Roman in just a different way without winning the Rumble? No. How, how, I mean, he's on Raw. Oh, yeah. I so, forgot. New Lack City says, hoping oh, that he lost the titles, the tag titles. <laughs> New Lack City says, hoping this week leads to Sammy getting some shine back because he really fell off after losing to Roman. SRS, please tell me the logic of this Cody J nine day reign. It was clearly made out to be a big deal, all for nothing. Well, what's a big deal at the time? It was on Fast Lane. They did their their post show thing. Like they, you maximize these moments. You make all these moments seem as big as humanly possible, even if they are a nine day reign. And I'm completely fine with nine day reigns. Sometimes you need those. Sometimes you need some unpredictability on your show, and you need people to say. Yeah, I should have watched Raw instead of that terrible Cowboys Chargers game. Like sometimes you need that. That game. Uh, the Cowboys won that game. Uh, what I was the score? The Chargers lost that game, is what happened. It was like Yeah, but what was the 17. score? 21-17. What's 21 plus 17? Who gives a I got shit? money on this game. 38. 38. Oh, I think we won. I think we won $320. Cool. Kyler says, am I offers WWE being petty with punks since they know he's really had no options besides uh, now that AEW fired him, unless it's a smoke screen and he's really coming back. I respect the pettiness. P.S. Ricochet and Shinsuke should be a best of seven. They've already done five. I don't want to see him do that many more. No, uh, Punk took shots at WWE, some somewhat rightfully so. He took, took them before he joined, after he joined. All the time. WWE did not want to do business with him when he was with Fox. Vince said no. And um, here's the thing. I could see Vince also being petty and being like, all right, I'm going to make sure you all got to deal with him now. Listen, I I don't think it is. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, but I can tell you as of last week, it was not the plan. It was not the plan. And let me look in the camera and say this. It's wrestling. Anything can change. Anything can change. Rock Hard says, chance of an elimination chamber uh, when Cody uh, wins and he chooses to cash in his title shot with Roman. He can't choose. It's for the other person who doesn't choose the Royal Rumble win. So if they could weasel him in there in some capacity, maybe. And Will wraps us up and says, this is the second time Jimmy screwed Jay out of a title match. That can also be the story. Yeah, it can be. I think, I think, I mean, naturally, Jimmy versus Jay is a story. Denise, tell the people where they can find you. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. That's the place to be. And social media is at underscore Denise Salcedo. Guys, FightfulSelect.com. Working on a lot of great stories for you this week. Uh, again, you're going to get it there before you get it anywhere else. And even if you get it somewhere else, you can't ask questions about the stories there and actually get answers. I've got Q&As. i got all kinds of stuff over there. $5 a month, or you can subscribe for a full year 
for $54. Give it a go, my friends. We appreciate you guys. We're back here for the post NXT show on Tuesday. We're out.